Hi, I'm John Purchase. Welcome back to another episode of A Little on the Long Side. We are picking up here with part two of a uh, discussion about downsizing. In our last episode, if, if you missed it, feel free to go back to our profile on SoundCloud or our website, uh, williamchuff.com. Go to the podcast page and you can get caught up on part one and any other of our conversations. Jim shared with us some of the stats on generational downsizing. Uh, the baby boomer generation is the is the big one now that's starting this massive downside trend. Actually, no, we'll say that you started, you, Jim Henderson, started the downsizing trend 14 years ago. You should yeah. take credit for it regardless yeah. of whether or not it's true. Well, you know, I've always been a forward thinker. You're a trendsetter, man. <laughs> trendsetter. You know, this, this new thing uh, called client relationship manager, client relationship, whatever, it was literally 14 or 15 years ago that I was, when we started having people do estimates that because we couldn't keep up with them, uh, either one of my partners or I couldn't do it. So what title do they have? They're not out with a cruise anymore, but uh, they're out seeing clients. And I, and I came up with the term client relationship liaison. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember former partners just kind of laughing at me like, well, that's, well, it's what people call it now. Yeah. Long before it was something to do with social media and and, and uh, tracking data through a CRM, which is Client Relationship Manager, we were using that term. Yeah. So I, I do think that because I'm not in that box, that I look at things a little differently. And that's how we ended up with JLH Sustainable Housing, because I didn't look at a house like everybody else. I look at how can it be improved? How yeah. can it be better? What's unique and, and what's unique about being a client relationship liaison is you're, you're not working with a customer, you're working with a client, you're building a relationship. And I think people are starting to see that. They, they, they don't wanna just be buying a product. They wanna work with a company or a business that builds relationships. And, and so you're finding the Fortune 100 companies using terms now because it's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we were using it a long time ago. Yeah. So getting to downsizing, you know, seven years ago, I was talking to probably a little more, seven, it goes by fast. Seven or so years ago, I was talking with a a writer for the Wall Street Journal, and uh, she was asking me a lot of questions, and and we got talking about downsizing. Now, this is a word seven or eight years ago was never heard. It wasn't, but we were starting to see it uh, in New England and, and certainly down here in Florida. And we're starting to see it in our business. Very unique things that are happening with these downsizes. So we talked oh, till two in the morning about this topic. And two days later, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal downsizing. Uh, and it was all the stuff we talked about, which yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. And then it couldn't have been two years later that I, I was involved with a, a group called Domestic Estate Management Association. And uh, their first convention was in L.A., and what did I do a presentation on? Downsizing. In fact, the, everyone that attended that 45-minute uh, presentation came up to me after and said, we had never heard or thought about it, but you're absolutely right. They, they were involved with it because their parents were downsizing. And, and again, people in their 50s, and, and so they're thinking about their parents who are in the later 70s that have to do the downsize. But now we're talking about how it's going to affect them as house managers, as house owners. Right. I actually right. had one, one gal said that she was going to go back to New Hampshire and, and sell her uh, rental properties because 
the, the reality of is uh, once the downsizing happens, the economy is going to be a lot different. It's, it's not going to be based on making things. It's going to be based on how to salvage what we've already made. That's the, the new economy that we'll talk about. And, and it's exciting, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a shifting of the way we, as a society, as we look at things. And, and I'm excited because I think some of the baby boomers who, you know, quite frankly, I think we and our parents ruined our environment. You, know, you guys caution. did a real number on us. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> well, I, I do know that my grandparents, and I never really knew them, and, and that's another topic we'll talk about, uh, family sustainability and, and lack of being able to do that and how that affects our economies and our and our, our societies. But yeah, my grandparents would have been, the last thing they were thinking of is pollution and air quality and water quality. You, you dig a hole in the ground, there's a well, and yeah. you get some water out of it, and you dig a hole, and you put a barrel in there, and that's your septic and life is good. And, and so that's changed. You, you work in a factory, the factory dumps all of the chemicals in the river. That's what the river was for. Yeah. You know, I grew up in, I mentioned in a, in a mill town and, and the mill town doesn't exist anymore, but when it was, everything went in the river. You could walk on what was on top of the water that formed as a crust. And I'm not kidding. You could not walk on it, but our generation, our parents' generation, and uh, their generation before them, reckless abandon to to our environment, and now we're paying that price. Yes, yeah. there's, but I think there's a there's a whole new level of uh, consciousness, and I think I think if we play our cards right, there's a lot of resources, monetary resources that will help us uh, champion a lot of things that we've been trying to get done over the years for our environment. Because again, we're looking at these trillions of dollars in, in assets. I think we can generate revenue and, and have that revenue actually be tagged to do things to make our environment better and, and uh, social responsibility and community action type programs. I think that's where we will find a lot of money. Many of uh, the retiring baby boomers and, and their parents with, with wealth are, are not leaving it to their kids. They're leaving it to foundations. They're leaving, and, and if the foundations are socially and uh, environmentally responsible, I think we're going to see a lot of these assets actually helping uh, mm-hmm. get things going. We, I'm a big advocate as, of less government is better, and I don't really want the government telling me as a business owner and as a, as a, as a person, as an individual, you will do this whether you want to or not. I mean, that's sort of anti-American. Anyway, uh, the downsizing, there's, there's lots of opportunities, it's, but it's also kind of scary because if people don't think about it soon enough, it becomes a burden. It becomes, uh, let's just get the dumpster and fill it. And, and, and I've, right, right. we personally have been involved with a number of those, and, and we don't have a choice. We, we get called in too late. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I vivid memory of, of one lady that, uh, she, her husband had passed and, uh, she had sold the house. She had 30 days and, and I walked in and, and I, I looked at the house and I, and I sat down with her and I said, what's your closing date? And she told me, and I said, first thing we got to do is get you a dumpster. And she said, what? I said, a big one, the biggest one they have, because you can't get this stuff out of here in 30 days. You just can't. And we worked with a personal friend of mine who was a organizer. She had all the connections to charities, to all of the. She worked with, with us side by side for 30 days. The day before the closing, we had people in that dumpster with a sledgehammer breaking all the stuff 
up and we're talking antique chairs whatever to get more into it because just to try and get it to fit so that they because they had to have everything out boom broom swept uh by by morning mm -hmm. and it was everything i mean the Truckloads. It had to be just a, a painful experience, and it wasn't even your stuff. It belonged to, to a client, to someone else. But there just, was, yeah. and, and and they had gone to the auctioneer. They had gone to all these places, and they didn't want it. And 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 so because there wasn't enough time to resource it to 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 get it repurposed, mm -hmm. it just ended up in a landfill. And oh, that's and, just, and it's awful. And and what happened was both the the the, the husband and the wife were, were collectors and collected everything and a lot of it was junk but a lot of it could have been repurposed if there was enough time sure so time is the the enemy for a proper downsize and uh, again we're we're trying to create a platform i think that's our goal part of this uh podcast is so that we can start getting the message out we want to advocate for for good change change as we move forward in a way that that is beneficial to our environment beneficial to the these families, poor families that are trying to figure out what to do with all this stuff. And, and I think the technology, I think social media technology and whatnot, it's there so that we can, we can certainly get the word out and start getting people mobilized and ready before it's too late. And I think it, one of the questions people ask is what's a good time. And I, I honestly would say two years. Sure. I, I think, I think two years, you need to look and say, where do I want to be in two years from now? What, assess your health, assess your family, assess the environment. Where do you really want to be in two years? Do you want to be in Florida and you're, you're up in Michigan right now? Do you, do you want to have the ability to travel? Are, are you, what, are, what are your health conditions right now? Yeah. Are your and, knees okay? Yeah. Are, are you going to need a ground floor, single story home? Sure. Yeah. And, and, and then project, okay. In two years, I'm going to need to do this, and the, and so now we start that process. And again, we're going to hopefully share some some ways that we can help with that, and hopefully we can we can mobilize some te some of our technology to make it easier. Some of the stuff we talked about, building apps and stuff, and mm -hmm. and I think that's doable. So, um, but you you say two years is a good starting point, and I completely agree. Can you do it in less time than two years? Well, sure, but we know. Uh, moving is number three or number four on the uh, number list three. Of, of most stressful, stressful things. Yeah, yeah. That, First that one is death of a loved one. Yeah, and, and career number, change, loss of a job. Loss of a loved one is number one. Mm -hmm. Is in terms of most stress. This is the stuff that we we've known about for years. Yeah. Number two is divorce. Divorce, right? Yeah. Of course. Number three, moving. Yeah. Number yeah, four, under the best of circumstances. Number four, stressful. loss of a job or or career change. Mm -hmm. So. In number one, number two, and number four forces you to have to move, right. which is which is number three. Yeah. So so you're in it uh, with any of those. And and the thing is, and it, I think a lot of people that have used our service for the past thirty years know that one of our expression is stress free, and we, it's not just a saying with us. We really go the extra mile and try to be in that situation with that family because yeah. we've done the death of a loved one we've done the divorce we've done the loss of the job we've done all of those things and we've been there and worked with that situation to make it as less stressful as possible but now we have technology and i think that's really going to aid in this whole process yeah. so uh so yes moving is 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 bad enough and stressful enough 
under the best of circumstances. Under the worst of circumstances, though, it's really miserable. So getting out in front of a downsize yeah. when you have time, when it's not going to be, will take some of that pain away from you. Right. The, the earlier you can get started, the better. Right, right. For now, without the, the technology and some of the tools that we're really excited about working with, uh, I'm going to just say a couple of things. If, if, if anyone re- listens to this, they, they want to think about your home in concentric circles. If, if, if you're saying, okay, what are you talking about and, and how do we start? I mean, if you look at some of the blogs I've done, how do I start to downsize? Well, the first step is realizing that from your living space, the, the space that you spend most of your time, which is living room, dining room, kitchen, and master bedroom, outside of that is where you spend less and less time. And that's where the things that have less and less importance to you will be. Mm-hmm. They're in a closet, they're in an attic, they're in a basement, they're in a garage, they're in a shed. They're, they're not in your primary living space. Those things that are near you are the things that are most likely to go with you to your downsides, wherever you're going. So... Uh, because I think a lot of people just don't even know where to start. Yeah, it's so, a daunting process. So uh, going to the furthest away, concentric circles, of starting from the center living space to the furthest remote areas and sorting and then categorizing. Is this something family wants? Is this something that can be donated? Is this something that can be resold? Most stuff can't be resold right now. Uh, consignment shops don't don't even bother. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, yeah. your, your best value is to donate. And then a lot of these uh, donation centers will pick it up and you can get a receipt. That's If, if, if you don't want it, the, pa- the family doesn't want it, you can donate it. And that's that's your 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 next best bet if, if family doesn't want something and there might be a little bit of value to it. So, um, so the first thing is identify those things in the areas that you've stored things for the family members, your kids, your cousin, your nephew, or whatever, because you thought they would need it someday, which someday is come and gone, and it's still in your house. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times we're, we're, we're in the, the process after the, it's too late. You know, we've only got 30 days. We're walking through the house, and they said, we, we asked the kids, and they don't want any of this stuff. And I said, how long have you stored it here? And they said, well, we've had it about 20 years. <laughs> so, yeah, free storage for the kids is is free storage, and and they, if they wanted it, they would have told you. And so anyway, yep. you're going to find, if anyone's listening, you're going to find a lot of that stuff when you find, take a picture of it, send it to your kids, and they're going to say, I don't want that. So, you know, if it's if it's a swimming trophy or a battle or a ribbon or something, just that, the sad thing is it, it's going to go in the landfill. Yeah. It, it just has to. It's, nobody's, nobody wants it. It's it's old old school. But if it's if it's a, you know, some... China or something, there's a possibility that a donation center will take it. Uh, so that's the beginning of the process, weeding through those those far remote areas. And then as you get closer to your living space, you have to say, these are the questions, and, and you'll see them in the blogs. Are you going to use it in the downsize? In other words, does it fit the decor? If you're in New England or the Midwest and you're going to Southern Florida and that's going to be your primary residence, None of those furnishings really go down here. It just doesn't. Yeah, not to say that you can't have a New England-style home in Florida. Certainly not. Yeah, but, but if you're looking for a Floridian home, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's a not different likely. vibe. So that again, charity. See if it can get donated. Um, now you're going to have some things that are very personal, pictures, family pictures, and, and family heirloom things. Sure, absolutely. Hold on to those until the last minute because that's. Ultimately, all that we really have in treasure after everything's been bought and sold 
is those family memories. So if it really means a lot, I, I tell people, hold on to it, you know, uh, because that will be important in, in the later days. And, and sometimes it's just a picture or it's something that one of your kids or grandkids made in school, right? Keep it, yeah. you know, and, and make sure it's safe because that that's important. Uh, long after the, the money that's, that you've made and, and spent or put away in foundations and stuff are going to be those, those choice memories of you went to Europe together, or you went to China, or you, you know, we, we have fascinating stories with some of our clients of trips that they've taken with their family. Yeah. And, and so those you, things, you, you speak of those memories, you know, a lot of folks, uh, and my family is no exception, had stacks and stacks of, uh, of, of photo albums and scrapbooks. And then in addition to those boxes upon boxes slides of slides or just the photographs themselves, and nobody wants to get rid of those. And I understand that. I don't want to get rid of those either. But my pro tip for the day is investigate digitizing those photographs. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's a definite, definite plus. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can take a, you know, a six foot stack of photographs and have it on a thumb drive smaller than your pinky. Yeah. And, and, and you can pay someone to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Certainly you can do it yourself yeah. too. It'll take yeah. some time, but. Yeah. yeah, those memories can be consolidated into a thumb drive the size of your thumb. Right. And 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 for relatively little money. So, yeah, keep the photographs. Uh, if you have slides or, or whatnot, I, I suppose they could do that with slides. It's a mm -hmm. little different. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, but I suppose it could still be done. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, we have a friend of our company here, Jane Smargedella. She's a, a, an organizer here in town, fantastic person, um, and does incredible work. Her guidelines, I remember she told me this years ago when she talks to her clients and they say, well, I have all these boxes and boxes of my kids' stuff from growing up. And we should actually have her come on. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Do a no, podcast yeah, with us yeah. sometime. But she'll tell her clients, you're relegated to two Rubbermaid containers <laughs> for all your kids' memorabilia. That's it. Yeah. You get two. So you better pick wisely because that's what you get. And frankly, like you said, how, do you need to keep little Joey's JV tennis medal that he got when he placed seventh. Yeah. I've got hoarder tendencies too. But uh, I can tell you that uh, when my family, my wife uh, and my sisters and my parents, when we took down our my grandparents' home in the Detroit area, it was, it was painful. It took forever. But I'm so glad we did it uh, because it has changed the way, so at least my wife and I think, you know, we adopted a one-in, one-out policy. Yeah. We bring a new piece of furniture in, another piece is going out. Right. We'll yeah. donate it, we'll give it away to friends, you know, sell it on Craigslist or whatever. Because we do not want to, when it comes time for us to downsize, when I retire <clears throat> next Thursday, uh, you know, we don't want to be forced with that. So yeah. stay ahead of the game. Start early. Yeah, my older brother... Uh is somebody I don't think has thrown out anything he's ever bought. This and is the brother that has all the family, yeah, family furniture in the basement. Yeah, yeah. well, in 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 his own, and I I agree. If if something comes in, something's going to go out. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you we we go to, to his house sometimes, and and it's a very very narrow walkway throughout the house because it's not junk. It's just collection of furniture and things. Sure. And he's each... not bordering on hoarder status. No, yet, no, is he? no, no just collector. They, oh, here, here's a, a, a tip. I mean, and, and again, this is people confuse hoarding with collecting and, and there's a fine line. Sure. And, <laughs> Sometimes and it's very fine. And, and, and this is what I say. It's, it's, this is, it's hard to say, but it's true. It's uh, the, the difference between somebody who is a compulsive collector and who is a hoarder is smell. 
Uh, well, and and so we've we've had to be involved with some people that were obsessive compulsive collectors. It's a lot of work, and it and it benefits the company because there's a lot of money in it. Uh, but it is a it is a psychological disorder to collect, and and we've been involved with a, more than a handful, and they've gone very well because. We, our staff is trained. We know, know what to do, and, and we work with that person in their compulsion and, and to the best we can. Because sure. we did one a couple summers ago for a realtor friend of mine in, in New Hampshire, and, and she had been in the house 40 years. It was a family house built in the early 1800s, and she was very nice. The sister was very nice, but um, when you walked in, it was you could see the obsessive compulsion in, in the art and the things Lots of uh, paper, lots of boxes that were decorated and drawn on. And when I say lots, I'm, I'm not talking hundreds of boxes or hundreds of pieces of paper. I'm not talking thousands. I, we're, we're talking probably in the magnitude of millions of pieces of paper and boxes of all sizes in a four-story house, floor to ceiling. Yeah. But no smell. No smell. So, and it was clean. Yeah. But... Um, we we uh, we pulled off probably one of the biggest ones we've done because it was we wanted to make sure it went smoothly and and we actually brought in a a, a client who basically didn't volunteer we paid her and and she was a OCD uh, for aware she she was the opposite and and they were neighbors and we made it the connection it was one probably one of the most rewarding downsizes uh, for that level of collecting that I've ever seen. Uh, now the, the 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 gal that the young gal that we we put on this that she liked vol- to throw it away. <laughs> she, she it was weird because I I, I had seen her uh, for her move that very morning and then went over and uh, or I'd seen the the sister of this friend of mine in the morning and then I saw this gal who lived next almost next door in the same town <laughs> that afternoon and she said she loved organizing and loved getting rid of things because she didn't have anything in her house. I said, well, we've got this situation. I said, I would love, and I, I actually had pictures. I take a few yeah. pictures of what it looked like in the house. And, she, and and all I saw was a mess. And she said, oh, that looks like fun. And I, anyway, <laughs> we worked, it was about a month. And, and uh, we we actually bartered her move uh, for, we paid her well, I think around $100 an hour yeah. to, to be in there and to work with her. But she was the liaison and it really helped comfort this person and it was a beautiful uh way of getting a very difficult situation done and and just by providence we happened to have somebody who could walk over every day and spend two or three hours with her get to be her friend and we got it done but again that's an extreme downsize i mean and they happen we we've we've had a few few people like that that are collect everything and and it's always very expensive very time consuming but you have to address the person, not not the stuff. Right. The person first, and then the stuff comes, and, and it eventually works its way out. But these are people who can't throw away a piece of paper. Yeah, if we're I, talking about hoarders, we're talking about. Uh, yeah, they 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 no, it's yeah, it's, it's a, a it's a, a severe or yeah, a, it's a severe mental disorder. Uh, it, much obsessive compulsive people have um, a livelihood. A lot of them, uh, to, to whatever degree the, the compulsion is, I don't think this uh, this person had uh, much of a livelihood she didn't leave the house much but yeah. she was still cognizant enough to keep things clean and yeah. neat 
as neat as she could because if she saw a piece of paper, she had to write on it. Yeah. In fact, when I was when I was talking to her uh, during the two or three uh, stages of interviews and going over what needed to be done, she would have her. She loved black felty markers, the the sharpies. Oh sure, yeah. Thousands of them, everywhere, <laughs> and and she would have a piece of paper, and, and I'd be talking to her. She'd be writing it all down, and then when I come back a few days later, I would see that note somewhere in the house because there was a note on millions of pieces of paper over the years if she had a thought she wrote it down i think yeah and and we we enjoyed uh working with her and and uh but again these these are now we're getting into war stories about downsizing these are kind of extreme stories on downsizing and and as you said we've certainly worked both in new hampshire and here in florida with with some hoarder situations and uh and they are their own challenges. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, downsizing an average size home or, a, you know, a larger home. Well, we have many clients in the, you know, with homes 20,000 plus square right. feet. A couple of years ago, we started a downsizing project for, for one of our favorite clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 20, 25,000 square feet. Yeah, all around told, 25. Yeah. Downsized into a 13,000 square foot condo. And uh, if I had to guess, you know, that project, we, it was nothing short of miraculous that we were able to do what we did in the initial two-week period. Yep. But that process has continued in earnest for, geez, probably a year after yep. the initial move took place. So so these downsizes, even with, again, more modest homes, not a 20,000-square-foot palace, but even a modest home can take a long time. And that's why, as you were saying, get on it early. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. And I appreciate that it's daunting uh, and scary sometimes downright frightening to 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 ponder your future and where you may be right. five or you know two right. five ten years from now and thinking about health issues and nobody nobody wants to believe they're ever going to die but and i hate to be the one to have to break it to you we're all going right uh right. so you have to take that step at some point and the sooner you take it the easier the downsizing process is going to be whether you have a an 800 square foot apartment or a 30,000 square foot palace. So get into those things sooner rather than later. And it will be easier for all involved. I just wanted to touch base on the, the one that you were talking about. One of the, our early, really big downsides. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I remember the estate manager asked me to come over, met with her, did a walkthrough and it took a while just to walk through mm-hmm. a house of that size. And, so then we met up with the homeowner at some point, and I, this is like a Thursday or Friday. We met up, and, and I, I'm just looking and getting a scope of work. You've been doing it enough years. You know how long it's going to take based on number of rooms and number of items. And I'm asking, chandeliers going, or these, everything's going, everything except that sofa over there. So, you know, you have 25,000 square feet of stuff. Again, not, not clutter or anything, just, it's just a big house. And so, it takes time when, when you're creating art and doing all this other, other stuff it, to d- be done properly, and, and they wanted it done properly. So I just remember the the homeowner and the estate manager and I, to, sort of the end of my tour, about, a, about an hour and a half tour, just I have to get right to the point with people because if they've called you in, they've probably sold their home. And, and, and a lot of times the big homes sell quick and they want you out quick. So I mm-hmm. asked that question. I said, so when's your closing date? And they said, a week from next Friday. I said, that's about, well, just about 14 days. 
and this is Easter weekend. Yep. I said, okay. First question I asked, I said, how much, how many staff do you have available to help you start packing this weekend? <laughs> Cause we can't get to it until Monday. And, uh, when it was all said and done, I, I told them, I said, and, and we'll throw everything we can at this. And we did. And we did. And I said on Thursday night around midnight, all the stuff in the, you know, the, the manager's quarters, which are, uh, had all of the, that was how they manned everything was down there. And so it was folding tables with everything you can imagine, just the clutter that you don't have in the house. I said around midnight or 11 o'clock on Thursday night, everybody and their brother is going to be throwing this stuff in the back of one of our trucks because at that point, that's what you got to do with the stuff that doesn't matter. And, and we're going to be pushing the limit. And sure enough, Mitch, our, our senior crew leader, was in charge of that the whole time. And around 11 o'clock, I got a picture of his cell phone of what that last truckload looked yep. like. And he said even the owner was just throwing, throwing it and throwing in. it in the back of the truck. And, but it was, again, recognizing the size and the enormity of it and the complexities. And a very you, short timeline. And to you get just it start putting it. the days together and you say, okay, so many hours and this day, so many other. And without rushing and in, in, in making anything go wrong, it was going to take a certain amount of time. So yeah. uh, again, one of the things is to assess how much value do you have on some of these things because you can't rush creating a, a, a masterpiece, a piece mm-hmm. of art, or a chandelier. You can't rush that. It has to be done thoroughly and properly. Mm-hmm. So those things slow, the, slow it down. And, and so working with somebody that understands this is absolutely essential because if you get bad advice if, if they had hired a company that didn't know how much time it was going to take they would never have gotten out they would they certainly wouldn't have gotten and, out and, on time. and if they were pushing the limit something would have gotten broken and that wouldn't have gone well yeah. so that's that's one of the things is, is as you as people think about the downsizing who are we going to work with what, what type of company what type of team what are we going to work with you really want to have a highly experienced uh, tenured staff mm-hmm. from a company that that has done this because you after you've done it a number of years everybody knows what needs to be done and and it's it is orchestra in terms of you got a maestro and and people are getting this done and people are getting that done and 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 it go it, it can get done with the right people right but the now, longer time frame the better now make no mistake if you have a ton of stuff in your house and you decide that you don't think it's important to downsize or to get rid of your extra stuff that you know you're not going to need in, in your next home, we're happy to deal with it for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you don't want to do the legwork before you move, we will gladly do it for it's you. It's going to be expensive. And there will be an expense. Right. So, right. and I think we've t- touched on this before. Part of how our company operates is we really want to, we, we actually do want to alleviate stress. Right. And, provide you a service at a, at a fair cost. You know, we're not out to bankrupt anybody, but we will happily take your money if you really, right. really don't want to deal with this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Now. Well, and, and we have clients that really don't want to, they, and that's fine. Yeah. And and we know our place when, when that comes to – They just – right down to, you know, the dra- everything. We can, we, they don't even have to lift a finger. We can do right. the whole thing, and uh, and it is much more expensive. And But so, yes, concierge – Absolutely, that's that's kind of what we specialize in. Yeah. We we prefer the people that like us to do it all, but that's not common. I mean, most people like to have their hands in it so they can see what's going on. They 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 don't have necessarily or want to spend the kind of money that it takes. I mean, we I mean we can get up into the hundred thousand sure. dollars pretty quick, 
with with some of this which again it's it's a valued service that we offer so it it's there yeah but but we advocate for be smart be responsible take care of these things before sure your moving project starts right uh whether it's a huge downsize or just a local move yeah um but with that Let's put a pin in this one. Let's come back and do uh, uh, a third conversation about it. Yeah, I would. I think, uh, I th- I think it, there's it, still things to touch on. Well, yeah, I would like to talk about um, just again back to the psychology, the, what mm-hmm. what some of that upsizing was about, and and then just how to maybe mentally prepare for for some of those things. But uh, again, there's there's a lot to it, and and I've written a lot of blogs on it, and we talk about it a lot. Yeah, and shop talk about. Uh, these how we can help better do these things and and so yeah i look yeah. forward to sharing a little bit more yeah but check our website out uh williamchuff.com uh you can check out uh all the past podcasts as well as blog posts and general information about moving and all that sort of fun stuff but uh thanks for joining us and we look forward to uh chatting in your ears the next time <laughs>